G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And if you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is the first of an Advent series called Why Bother with Christmas? And it's entitled Perspective That Brings Hope. And it focuses on Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37, which say, But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather the elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Advent is a time for getting our lives back into perspective. Perspective is a wonderful thing. It helps us see things for what they truly are and helps us live better lives. Often in our world today, we're told that everything depends on your point of view, and all viewpoints are equally valid. This is only half true. Think about viewing uh, your home from planet Earth. You'd need to zoom in quite a lot in order to actually see your home. Or think about looking at the Eiffel Tower from the sky. It would look totally different, and you might not even recognize it. Or think about a blurry and out-of-focus photograph. You can't really figure out what it is from that viewpoint. But when you get your viewpoint into focus, you can actually figure out what it is you're you're looking at. This reminds us that not every viewpoint is equally helpful or valid. And when we get our life into perspective, we can see the wood for the trees and see things for what they truly are. Advent does this for us spiritually. It's a time of reflection on Jesus' second coming as we prepare to remember his first coming as a baby in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. In Mark 13, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and putting what he's about to do into perspective. He's about to go to the cross. So he speaks about his second advent, his second coming. He's not leaving us as orphans without purpose or hope. Instead, he's coming back one day. And so he says, Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or at dawn. 
If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. Keep watch. It's hard to keep watch when you're distracted and your life is out of focus. I'm currently working my way through a book called Hidden Christmas by Timothy Keller. He begins the book by talking about how in our culture we have two Christmases. One is the commercial Christmas. It begins subtly around September, but ramps up after Cyber Monday, whatever that is, and when all the sales finish. Commercial Christmas is merry and bright. There are flashy decorations, tasty foods, and shiny gifts to buy. There are celebrations to plan for, songs to sing, and hallmark movies to watch. There are cards to write, people to invite, and presents to wrap. Our calendars are chock full of Christmas parties, presentations, and performances. The whole thing climaxes on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day with an enormous meal, and if you're lucky, an afternoon nap. Commercial Christmas is all about living large, but it leaves me feeling anxious, tired, and unfocused. There's another Christmas, though. Kids brush up against it when they hear the occasional carol in the shops. Mum, what does that mean? Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. You can see why people try to dodge this other Christmas. It's deep and full of words and imagery that my overcrowded brain struggles to process. And yet this second Christmas won't go away. As much as advertisers try to erase the messy Jesus story from Christmas, people still cling to it. Why? Well, I think it's because Jesus brings life into perspective, and perspective brings hope. One of the reasons Jesus puts our lives into perspective is because he helps us realize that we're not the center of the universe. Commercial Christmas is disorientating because it puts us at the center of everything. If we can just get this, feel that, or find the magic of Christmas, everything will be merry and bright. But so often it isn't, and so often we feel empty. Advent takes the pressure of us by reminding us that we're not the center of the universe. Christ is. By focusing on Jesus' return, we see that the goal of our lives isn't to have as many pleasant experiences as we can. Our end goal is communion with Christ because he is our beginning and our end. Before the throne of heaven, it won't matter how many amazing Christmases we've had, but it will matter if we don't know Christ. And this is the other thing that Advent does. It brings time into perspective. For instance, it looks at the past. Back when people would pray, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, in Isaiah 64.1, or restore us again, O Lord of hosts, show us the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. God's people used to long for a saviour to come, and many today are still looking for one. But in Jesus, we know that a saviour has come. Jesus came to restore our broken relationships and our broken relationship with God. God hasn't just made us and left us alone in the universe. In Jesus, he wrote himself into human history so he might show us that he understands how we feel. In coming to earth, at the first advent, Jesus experienced sadness, hunger, confusion, and pain. Our creator knows what it's like to be part of creation, to live, to suffer, and even to die. He understands the confusion we feel at Christmas, and he comes to bring clarity. Advent also looks at the present, 
In the present, we are to live sober and watchful lives. Satan wants us to fall asleep at the wheel, living lives without purpose, running ourselves off a cliff. The Holy Spirit wants us to wake up and live for him, living such good lives that when Jesus returns, he will find us alert and ready to meet him. So this Sunday, it's worth asking yourself, how are my hope levels? Is life getting me down? Am I unfocused, overwhelmed and exhausted? I've felt this way this week, but the thing that has centered me is meditating on Jesus. When we run our anxious thoughts through the lens of Jesus, our lives don't necessarily get easier, but they do get more manageable. On Wednesday night, I was tired and thought no one was coming to Bible study, but I sent out a regular reminder text anyway, because that's just what I do. It turned out that my friend was keen to meet up, and it was awesome. We spent time together, then we spent time in God's Word, and then we prayed. And it helped put my life back into perspective and got me back on track. The final piece to this puzzle on perspective is that Advent not only looks outside of ourselves, but it also looks at the future and looks to the future. Today, our weekly Advent themes are hope, peace, joy, and love. But the early church focused on the four last things, death, judgment, hell, and heaven. Try selling that on a Christmas card. With thinking about the end things might seem upsetting, but it's actually deeply hopeful. Hell and judgment remind us that wickedness won't ultimately triumph, and evil won't be around forever. Death reminds us that the hardships of this life won't go on eternally. We're not stuck in a meaningless loop, but time is heading towards God's ultimate goal. A redemption Jesus has already won for us at the cross. Finally, heaven reminds us that this world is not our forever home. Just as Jesus rose, so we will one day rise into eternal glory, love, and the grace of God. As Jesus comforts his mates before he leaves them, he reminds us that one day we will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Heaven isn't pie-in-the-sky stuff. It's good news for weary souls. Advent puts our past, present, and future into perspective and offers us true hope. In Dr. Seuss's book, The Grinch, a green creature with a a heart two sizes too small gets jealous and then cranky with the people of Whoville after years of noisy Christmas parties. So he decides to stop Christmas from coming. He disguises himself as Santa Claus and goes down chimneys to steal all the Christmas decorations, food and presents from the people of Whoville. He then climbs up a high mountain to throw all the Christmas stuff into the abyss. As morning dawns, he expects to hear the people of Whoville crying, but instead he hears them singing, joyfully. He has a moment of perspective and realizes that there's more to Christmas than stuff, causing his heart to grow three sizes. Friends, it's sometimes tempting for Christians to turn into Grinches and get upset with commercial Christmas. But Advent and Jesus in particular remind us that there's more to Christmas than stuff. Our weary world needs to know this too. Why bother with Christmas? 
Well, it's because it's a time when we can show that we don't need more stuff to have hope. This world will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to put our lives into perspective this Advent and help us to share the good news of Jesus' first coming and our hope in his return with a world that needs both perspective and hope. Amen.